Welcome to the Mental Dietitian Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Potter, just a guy who's trying to live a great life and learn the best way to live it. This show is for the everyday human being that feels exactly how I feel, and every week I'll be bringing you weekly episodes on how to get better mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, and financially, so you can have a great mental diet. Welcome to episode 51 of the Mental Dietitian Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Lynch-Potter. And before I start here, I just want to let you guys know I had a very good hug just then before I jumped on this podcast. It is currently about 7 a.m. in the morning and I woke up, I was kind of having a little bit of anxiety today. I don't know what it was really about and whatever. And Lex and I just shared a really nice hug and this dude, go hug someone. If you're having a shitty day, just ask for a hug. Holy shit. <laughs> hugs are great they are such a good such a good way to start your day so if you have a significant other give them a hug if you don't ask your friend to give you a good hug because there's actually a lot of science behind it um how it makes you feel it can lower your like drastically lower your cortisol levels really really quickly which is really crazy it's because humans are not meant to be isolated we're meant to be in community with other humans so if we isolate and, and we don't ever get a hug or touch or anything like that no not even in a romantic way just a hug from someone just just love from somewhere it it really messes you up and you really notice when you you're not getting it and i just had a good hug and i wanted to share with you guys because it was a great way to start my day and i it honestly changed my state pretty much instantly which is really really cool um but anyway today's episode is about i'm going to tell you a story and i'm kind of working on some stuff right now within myself and and doing this inner work on myself and going back in time and looking at all these men that bullied me when I was a young man, a, a little boy growing up and how that affected me and how that has shaped my reality. And there was definitely some emotion that was stuck there. And I, I was able to release some of the other, some of it the other day, had a call with my good friend, Marcus, and he's learning how to coach people. And I we we got pretty deep. We we uncovered some stuff. I, I had no idea it was even there. I literally not a clue. And then I started seeing all these other points in my life where I was like, man, that fucking hurt. That hurt. That hurt. And I haven't really dealt dealt with any of that. And I basically came across this realization that life will punish you or redirect you anytime you're not being true to who you really are. And that was the lesson that I had learned. And let me tell you the the story of, of how I came across this and what I'm kind of working on right now. Maybe it will resonate with you. Maybe it won't. But I can honestly say that most of us in our lives at one point have changed who we are to fit into a group of people or to a certain environment or to a certain workplace or even into a relationship or even around our parents. 
which has then kind of spliced us in a way where it's we're creating an avatar. It's not really us. We're just creating a certain survival mechanism so that we are accepted in that environment or within that group of people. So when I was about 13 or 14, everybody was on MSN Messenger, right? And I started talking to this girl and she was from another city. I think her name was Sophie and she was really pretty. And we started talking for weeks and weeks and weeks. I think it might've even been, it was weeks and weeks and weeks. And she was from South Australia and I was from Western Australia and we were talking and we talked all the time. We talked late into the night and I kind of started to like her. I was only 13 or 14. She was this really pretty blonde girl. And I was like, man, she's hot. And one day I get to school and Everybody's kind of looking at me with like snickering. And I remember that, what the, what the hell's going on? And like, there was these pieces of paper that people were handing around. And it was all the print off of my conversation with this girl, Sophie. And there was, there was all this stuff on there. And I was basically, even when I say it now, I can feel it. It's like, I don't want to talk about it, which is a, a, Perfect example, if you have things that as soon as you bring them up and they're really tough to talk about, you haven't really processed them. You haven't done that inner work to kind of release that shit and it's stuck. It's stuck in there. So I can even feel it now. Maybe there's still some work to do. I'm sure there is. There's always work to do. But I can feel a hesitancy to share this story because it really, really hurt me at the time and it really shaped it shaped me in a way that I'll get to later. But anyway, let's get th- let's finish this story. <laughs> oh man! And they were handing around these conversations, and I was like, and like everybody was laughing at me, and I, like all these things I said. I said that like I partied all the time. I was this tough guy. I wasn't really a tough guy. I I grew flowers at home. I played the clarinet. I was this sensitive, beautiful guy that basically it wasn't safe to be that dude anymore because you're a little fag is what people would say. And that is, you could take what I just said and be like, oh, that's homophobic. Yeah, people were back then. And they would tease you. And if you showed any kind of sensitivity or any kind of weakness or any expression of emotion that wasn't anger at that age or toughness, then people gave you a hard time. And that's just a lot of a lot of the way that young men grow up. And I was basically saying all this stuff that I that wasn't me. That I got a bunch of girls, that people really liked me, that I was really popular, that I could beat anybody in drinking, that I surfed the biggest waves. And basically what I was doing is I was creating this image that I thought that people liked. And I was saying it to this girl. This girl ended up being one of my friends. In my friend group, there's a friend group of about five or six of us. And he basically pretended to be that girl for weeks and weeks and weeks, if not months, which just makes you think like, holy shit. (laughs) 
what the fuck was wrong with that guy at that age? And then there's also me, which is why did you feel like it wasn't safe to just be yourself? But that's okay. I was 13, 14. But anyway, the whole school freaking read it. It was humiliating. Everybody was laughing at me. It sucked, man. And I ran away from school. I remember running away from school and I wanted, I just wanted to die. I just wanted to leave this world. I was like, fuck this, man. Like, I remember hiding in a bush and the teachers were calling my phone. Like, my mom was calling. I just didn't even pick up. I just disappeared to like, I disappeared from like lunchtime, which was about 12 to like four. I was like, I just stood in the, I sat in this bush and I cried and I cried and I cried and I was humiliated. And I sat with that the other day and I was sitting there and I was feeling back into that. And I was like, man, that sucked. And there was this message. It's like, life will punish you when you're not true to yourself. And that was the lesson. And I see it now. I see it 18 years later, 17, 18 years later. But it doesn't change the fact that it really hurt me. And it really, it really made me not trust friends. I thought it was my friend. And basically it was all a facade. And it really alienated me. And I, I just, it really, really hurt. I'll just tell you right now, it really, really hurt me. And I could list off a bunch of other people, especially men that treated me that way at that age. And I found a common thread between every single one of them. Every single one of them came from broken homes, which means their mom and dads weren't together. One of my bullies, his mom, unfortunately, committed suicide. And he was only about seven or eight years old. Horrible. Another one, yeah, they all came from broken homes. They all came from families. Because obviously, when you go to school, you see whose people's parents are. Every single one of these boys came from a home where their dads were very kind of closed off emotionally. I just remember their dads. I remember what they were like. I came from a home where my dad was very open emotionally and very we expressed his emotions in a beautiful way and the way that I can now. I'm like, holy shit. Is it possible that I got bullied because I was a mirror for what these kids were not? And then... They wanted to hurt me because I was what they were not getting. I was getting the love and the affection from my dad that they weren't getting. It's a possibility. There's many different possibilities, and it, it's important to talk about it. And I, I, I want to talk about this kind of stuff, especially as a man, especially on this podcast, because this shit affects us. It, it affects us. Basically, I'm 30 years old and there's still some points and there's still some areas in my life where I don't feel like it's okay to be myself. I still feel like there's some times where I have to close off, put this persona up of being this hard-ass, badass, like I don't give a fuck kind of guy. And it's just not me. It's just not who I am. I'm this kind of open, loving person that's sensitive and likes plants. i got my little plant, Rhonda, right here. This is Lexi's plant. I think her name's Rhonda. Hopefully, I didn't give you the wrong name. But I, lo I love plants, and I love music, and I love this kind of stuff. But I also like jiu-jitsu, and I also like kickboxing, and I can, you can like it all. 
You don't have to fit yourself into a little box. But all of this and all of this I'm explaining reminds me of a quote that I heard Peter Crone said. If you don't follow him on social media or listen to podcasts with him, they call him the mind architect. And he says that he kind of was given that name because he dissolves structures that people have built in their minds about who they are. And he says, I use the word dissolve because they were never real in the first place. We just made them to fit into our environment. He has this quote and it says, life will keep giving you people and circumstances to reveal where you are not free. So if life keeps giving people circumstances, it gave me circumstances at 13 years old. It will give you circumstances your entire life and it'll be like, hey, this is where you're not free. If you choose to see it that way, other people could be very easily think that life's against them and that they're a victim and that all their, everything that happens to them is outside of their control, which is a very horrible, hopeless reality, which means you have no power over yourself and your decisions. But that, I just had, I had all, it's all kind of coming together. I was like, man, it just keeps showing you if you're not being true to yourself, things will happen that will, that will suck. It'll hurt. And it'll only hurt because you're not being true to yourself and you can't lose. I don't think you can lose if you're truly, truly being true to yourself. What I mean by that is like, oh, what if I'm true to myself and really told these people how I feel, they wouldn't be friends with me anymore. Well, maybe they're friends with the avatar that you created and who you really are is not meant to be with these people. And then you'll find people and you'll attract people that are truly meant for you because they're meant for you, not meant for the avatar that you have created this ego projection of who you really who you want to be but maybe not who you really are and you might lose everything you might lose your job because you don't want to be there anymore you might lose your relationship you might lose a bunch of friends you might lose some family members but if you're really being true to yourself and you know you're being true to yourself you can't lose because what will what is meant for you will come into your life and what isn't meant for you will leave your life and i i honestly believe that not many people in this world ever get to the point where they're being truly aligned with themselves a lot of us will change in certain situations because if this person really saw who I am, maybe they wouldn't like me. And that's one of my greatest fears. If this person really understood and I really showed them all the stuff, if I cried in front of this person, if I felt this emotion in front of this person, maybe they wouldn't love me anymore because maybe they'll think I'm weak, which is very interesting because it's basically saying that showing emotions is weak. And where did that belief come from? It came from growing up between 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, and starting to show these different emotions in front of these boys. And they're like, no, that's not okay. It's no longer okay to cry because of this. You have to not cry anymore. Men, men don't cry. Men suppress their emotions and they do what's right. And they never get tired and they never give up. And that's what a man is. 
no, that's what a fucking robot is. I'm a human being and I'm a man and I feel shit and I'm going to, I'm going to let it out because I'm not going to keep it stored up and I'm not going to end up like a lot of there's these men out there that just keep it all in. And all they need is a good hug. And all they need to do is just feel like it's a safe place to kind of release all this stuff. But unfortunately, that's just how it is. And life is not a Disney movie. Not everybody makes it. Not everybody is going to have this awareness around their emotions. And not everybody is going to have this. And even when I'm talking right now, I know this is for a very specific audience. I'd love for everybody to kind of hear this message about, hey, you can't lose if you're being true to yourself. You can never lose. You always win. It might take years of decluttering your life and it decluttering these things that are not meant for you, but you can never, ever lose if you're being true to yourself. It's impossible. I have too much evidence to prove it. And I think that you know when you're hearing this that it's true. Doesn't mean it's not scary. And when you hear this, you might be like, Oh, but I don't want to do that. I don't want to let go of that thing. What if you make a lot of money at a job that isn't meant for you? What if you have all the things that you want in a certain relationship, all the things that it's kind of good enough, but you know it's not meant for you? Or if you have friendships, they're good people, but it's not meant for you. If you have a relationship with your mom or your dad or your sister or your brother, but the relationship's toxic and you're like, well, but then my mom and my dad, I got to make it work. Sometimes you don't. This isn't a Disney movie. Not everybody makes it. And that's a hard message to hear. And I get why I understand why people create these avatars and these ways of trying to fit in in this world that are not in congruency with themselves. I understand it. I, I still do it sometimes. All I'm saying is if you start doing the work and sitting there and going back in your life and feeling some of these feelings, the answers will come to you of why you act certain ways in certain situations. And once you're aware of these things, you can really start healing it and then like flushing it out and like changing who you are, really changing who you are. Because you could read all the books, listen to all the podcasts, go to every Tony Robbins seminar, go to all of these things. But if you don't, that's it's just kind of like, I see it as you're kind of like shooting a shotgun of information at a cement wall. It's like some of the stuff will maybe go into the cement wall, this information, all these shotgun pellets, all this personal growth, and maybe you just keep shooting, it'll break down the wall, maybe. Wouldn't it just be, wouldn't it be make more sense to dissolve the wall, which was created a long time ago? So when you start listening to things, it it goes straight in. You're like, oh, cool. It's like this feeling of like, well, oh, I don't think I deserve that. It's just like, well, you could listen to every seminar and you could do all the affirmations in the world. But if you have a deep belief that you don't deserve that because you don't think you're enough because a bunch of people told you you weren't. You're just basically gaslighting yourself and saying, like, I'm I'm awesome. I am amazing. I am full of wealth. All this kind of stuff, all these affirmations, all this personal growth stuff, all these other podcasts, all this stuff. 
but it won't sink in because you haven't sat there and be like, hey, man, that fucking kid bullied me and that fucking hurt really bad or my mom and dad broke up and that fucking sucked. Man, and you got to feel all that stuff. And then once you felt it, the lessons will come, like the lesson I got the other day, which was life will just punish you if you're not being true to yourself. And if you're being true to yourself, you can't lose. And really feeling and really understanding that for the first time in a very, very long time. And I've still got a lot of work to do and I look forward to sharing it with you. And hopefully if you got this far in the podcast and just listen to me, just no script, spinning off the spin out of my heart, just trying to communicate how I feel with you. Hopefully it gives you permission to do that within yourself, which I believe will create change. It'll create change within yourself and it'll create growth that is so huge that it's hard to comprehend. You're, the way that you look at the world can change within a few days of doing some really heavy emotional lifting. It takes courage. And I wish you all the best on that journey. And I will keep being here. I'll keep releasing these podcasts. I'll keep doing things. I'm going to keep doing stuff, work on myself. And I'm going to share my struggles, share my triumphs, share everything on here because it's almost like a therapeutic way of doing it. And I've had feedback that it helps you guys too. So love you all. Hope you have a great week and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Mental Dietitian Podcast. If you found any value at all, please share this with a family member or a friend or just a guy or a gal walking down the street, just anybody at all if you feel like it could help them and benefit them from the conversations that we're having. It would mean the world to me if you could also leave a review. It helps grow the show. It helps the algorithms. And I also do love connecting with my listeners. So please reach out to me on social media. The best way to get a hold of me is through Instagram. And my Instagram handle is Aaron Lynch Potter. And that's spelled A-H-R-E-N-L-Y-N-C-H-P-O-T-T-E-R. Thank you so much once again.